Previously on Dice, Paper, Roll. Two old men spake of horrors below. Through lines of skulls our travellers did go. Witnessed they the bloody sacrifice at the hands of goblins who weren't very nice. Writhing and silently screaming, a darkness was raised from the blood and the bone. The eclipse of the sun, brutal or brevel, possibly devil, escaped through a portal, location unknown. Welcome back to Dice Paper Roll. This is episode eight. My name is Emil, and I'm playing Brackeye the Goliath, Barbarian. I'm Dan, and I'm playing Thandor the Fighter. I'm Greg, and I'm playing Alan, A.A. Ron, Aeon, and Asimar Sorcerer. And I'm Ariki's. And I'm Jack, and I'm playing Ariki's song, uh, Tiefling Bard. They're our players. And today, our DM is... Ben. Hello, everybody. Ben, of course, was previously playing the character of Snatch, the halfling rogue that is in the DMC. You're playing both characters, right, Ben? Yeah, yeah, I'll play Snatch as an NPC, but I think when we're DMing, we'll probably fade to the background a little bit. Um, Yeah, and we have have our previous DM, Danny, at the table playing a brand new character. I'm so looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah... Nice to be able to just sit back a little bit and not be as... DM's got a lot of, a lot of work to do. Yeah, it's pretty intense in the hot seat, but you yeah. did a fucking amazing job. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, it's... Um... Yeah, we're all a little bit disappointed, actually. Hoping for 20 levels. Yeah. <laughs> now you got me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Not happening. Oh, well. Second best option, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> yeah, Greg. Greg will be the third DM. Yeah. No, no, you know whoever I mean, comes last. No, it's not. It's not indicative of anything. Yeah, no, really, no, not really. It means no, nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone ready? Yeah. Let's roll. Hells yeah. So before we get back to the party that witnessed the dark ritual, we need to meet our new player, Thandor. So, you have called the city of Greymead home for the past year or so, having been sent to train in the art of weapons uh, and fighting by your superiors in the Church of Tempest. You're an apt student and you are looked upon favourably by those who teach you. And since your arrival in Greymead, there have been whispers of growing tensions and feuding between the cities of Krill and Edmont, uh, which are far to the east. And in recent weeks, a large company uh, of soldiers of Tempest, known as a Fist of Tempest, or a Fist of Soldiers, uh, consisting of about 20 soldiers, um, departed from the city to put an end to this pointless feuding. Uh, Greymead has enjoyed relative peace for over a decade now, and you and your fellow acolyte, Vents, who is a human, 
uh, learning the ways of the cleric in the name of Tempest. So you and Vence have been entrusted with the safekeeping of the temple in the meantime. But two days ago, a letter arrived from someone in the small hamlet of Pendle, claiming to have sighted goblins in the Hastewood to the west. Now this letter stated that they were worried for their safety, as they were just a small thorpe of woodsmen, no more than 15 or so people, and they're poorly armed and untrained to defend themselves should trouble arise. So you've set out on horseback uh, that very evening and made your way with haste, uh, making camp last night by the road, so not staying in any villages. Yep. And uh, you, even before you crest a small hill, you can see smoke billowing into the clear blue sky on this early winter's day morning. Um, how, how, like, how, how far away is the, the smoke from me? Uh, like, the smoke is probably half a mile away. Yeah. Yeah, you can see it in the distance, and you know that's where the village of Pendle is. Uh, what's his name? Vince. All right, Vince, well, we have to... Vince is not with you. Vince is not with me. I'm sorry, yeah, so Vince... You and Vance have been left. Oh, okay. I've, I've You're set You're not out in the city own. of Greymead. Yeah, yeah. So you've set out on your own and oh, Vance is, okay. is manning the fort. <laughs> Vance, he turns to his friend. He isn't there and hasn't been there for it's, three days. It's strange that I named my horse Vance <laughs> the same as my companion Vance. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, you have a horse? Yeah. Wow. And I'm rich. Horseback. You're rich. Oh, well, the temple, the temple has a, ch- a, a horse. Yeah. Player. So yes, Vence is not there. Okay. Sorry, I should have said that. You set out alone with your horse, who you think of as Vence. <laughs> yeah. uh, My closest companion now. <laughs> um, all right, well, yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll start galloping towards Pendle. Great. Uh, as you gallop towards Pendle, the wind rushing in your face, you can smell uh, the, the burning of this town that uh, approaches and you can hear a dog barking in the distance and as you crest over a hill, you see just this, it's a small thorpe, there's maybe only half a dozen small log cabins uh, mm-hmm. on, the, on the forest's edge yeah. and uh, it lies in ruins and you can see that it's been burning uh, throughout the night. Uh, it's uh, about 200 feet in front of you. And I'd, no sign of any movement or roll a perception check uh, 15 15 pretty good uh, roll standard 19, pretty good 19 total uh, you cannot spot any uh, any people moving around uh, but something catches your eye off to the right hand side and you can see a dog frantically running in circles and barking um I'll dismount from my horse mm-hmm. and I'll start making my way, sort of um, trying to keep out of sight, stealth Great. towards the village. Roll a stealth check. Uh, 12. Okay, uh, so you you dismount from your, your horse and you step off the side of the road and use some of the bushes and the, the trees that are interspersed along the way to just try and remain out of sight of any creature that might be down there. Mm-hmm. And you arrive into the burning ruins or the, the ashy ruins of this small thorpe and there is no creatures other than the dog that's barking now only about 30 feet away. It hasn't noticed you. Can I see what the dog's barking at? Yeah, so now that you're closer in the little town here in the ruins, you actually can spot a couple of corpses. 
uh, human corpses, men and women, with weapons fallen from their hands, some with daggers, a couple with hand axes, and they uh, have their throats slit or wounds in vital areas on their bodies, and they lie dead on the ground. And you can see the dog is barking at a uh, what seems to be the figure of a child that is lying face down, uh, um, and a beam is lying on top of them. A, a beam, like a fallen beam. Oh, a beam. beam. <laughs> Just, uh, just a single a kidney bean that's resting on the top that's, of it. That's a heavy bean. <laughs> it was actually a garnish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alright, I'll, uh, so with my uh, glaive at the ready, I'll um, rush up and I'll knock the dog out of the way. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, with, just the, with just the butt of my uh, glaive mm-hmm. and I'll start trying to lift the beam. Great. Uh, so you, you do that, you rush in and you just, with the butt of your glaive, you get rid of the, the dog and sort of skitters to the side and, and growls at you a little, but it can see that you are starting to help uh, this this boy that's lying under the beam and you, you start lifting. Roll a strength check. Yeah, all right. Uh, 19. Awesome. You lay down your glaive and you start lifting this beam which is not on fire it's a little bit warm to the touch but it's not actually burnt itself it seemed to be um, yeah not too hot and you just get both hands under and you go summon Tempest's aid and uh, you find the strength to just lift it and shift it a little bit over to the side and you think you might be able to get this boy out now alright cool Um, yeah I'll scoop up the the child and move him a bit further in and I guess check if he's alive. Yeah, great. I was going to ask, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bit weird just dragging out a corpse. I'd love it if this whole thing was just like a big con and the kid was the con artist and burnt the whole village. He sent the word out about the goblins, got under this massive beam just to rob you. <laughs> and then you, you lay him down, he's got a dagger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, dog. Your <laughs> the dog's actually been trained to pick pockets, so why are you doing that? He just grabs a little sack of Not coins. With his mouth either, with a paw. Like, yeah. Totally with a paw. Yeah. What do you mean, like picking, picking pockets? Oh. Type back, type so <laughs> Could have been a con, but it's not. You drag the unconscious boy out into the street and you notice that he is breathing and the dog kind of nuzzles forward and licks him in the face and it sort of starts to bring him back to conscious and his eyelids flutter and he sees a young boy, maybe about 10 years old, and his eyes flutter open. You see these bright blue eyes and his face is all smudged with soot and he's got red hair and he wakes up. Oh, oh, what happened? It's okay. You're safe now. Who are you? What what happened? I don't know. Do you know anything about uh, what occurred here? We we were attacked by goblins last night. Where where's my mother? And he looks over to the side. I'll uh, I'll shield his eyes. Like I'll he starts looking over, and I'll just like kind of keep him his eyes away. Great. You, you recognise what's about to happen. You try to shield him from the pain and the tragedy, but you can see that he's started to cotton on to, to what's happened here and he's seen the um, dead body of his mother off to the side, but he starts to shudder a little bit and cry a little bit. You just, you know, comfort him and, and hug him. It is all right, boy. Tempest is your father now. 
Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, Damn my, right, boy. Um, my daddy died a long time ago. You're an orphan of war, but the church will look after you. What's your name? My name is Thandor. Thandor, the goblins took my sister. Val. Val. And what's your name, boy? My name's Bex. Do you know which way they took your daughter? Uh, 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 sister? My Sorry. daughter. Sister. <laughs> I am at ten years old. I am not ready to father a child. Well, you know, it was a different time. <laughs> he, he sort of sits back from you and rubs the soot from his eyes and kind of collects himself a little bit and, and actually steals himself quite well for a ten-year-old boy and says, I think they went off through the trees that way. If you help me look. And he stands up and the dog runs around your heels and sniffs at him quite happy that uh, his master uh, is alive and he says I think they went this way and he walks off to the, the tree's edge alright I'll um I'll follow suit and start trying to see if I can see any signs of where like tracks yeah excellent kind of roll a an investigation check um that's, yeah a three a three <laughs> you you uh, stand there at the edge of the forest edge with your hands on your hips and you're looking at the ground and be like, hmm, well, it uh, seems like a, a lot of trees around. You're uh, not so good at spotting the tracks, but Bex goes, ah, here. And he, he goes, here, boy, and calls over to his dog, called Dog. Uh, and says, here, dog. And the dog comes over and gets the scent and starts barking and wagging his tail. And um, Beck seems to be growing in confidence. And he runs over to one of the uh, the corpses of the people and picks up a short bow and a quiver of arrows. And he says, "I think they went this way." This kid's a badass. Um, this episode brought to you by Bex. Mm. Bex. <laughs> the smooth German taste. <laughs> Uh, please sponsor us. <laughs> uh, we just start calling all our characters like Asahi. Yeah. Super dry. Forex. <laughs> and that smooth, dry taste. Um, awesome. I'll, uh, so has the dog started going off? Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, it's, it's picked up the scent and it's run a little ways into the forest, yeah. but it hasn't run away uh, yet. It looks back towards the two of you and towards Bex waiting for, for an order. And oh. Bex is standing next to you with the, the short bow slung on his back and a quiver and he says, I think they went this way. Are you sure you want to do this, child? This is, you're a very brave young man. His eyes sort of burn with a, a fierce kind of light and he says, they've taken my sister. I must find her. All right, well, stay behind me, and hopefully Dog will lead the way. Yes, Dog is a good dog. Good dog. Excellent. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Uh, and you guys start making your way into the forest. Um, the forest actually is probably too thick for your horse as well. Oh, yeah, the horse. Yeah. Um, you go back and whoosh, give it a whack on the ass, send it home. Take yeah. It. Yeah, no, I, I think I might just, uh, like, pen it to one of the nearby uh, houses or something like that. Like, you know, just try and keep it in the area of the... Yeah, cool. In case, I, like, if I, I can come back this way. Yeah, yeah. so you, 
So you find a stake, a, a, a pole in the ground, and you uh, grab the reins and loop them through and say, good boy, and get him to stay there. And you guys set off through the forest, and Bex leads the way, and turns out he actually is quite a skilled tracker. Um, the, the forest grows a little bit thicker, and Dog has picked up the scent, and you guys follow the tracks towards the northwest, and Bex says to you that it doesn't look like the, the goblins were in any kind of hurry, particularly. Uh, and the tracks are fairly easy to follow. So you guys trek through the forest for a few hours tracking the goblins and you emerge on the other side um, at about noon and you can see the scrubby ground slopes gently downward and away from from you towards low hills a couple of miles away. Can you roll a perception check for me, please? You can do. It's not too bad. 18 um, perception, you said, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, 22. Nice. A couple of miles away, you spot three small goblinoid figures mounted uh, on what look to be wolves a couple of miles away. Uh, Can you also roll a... What is it for, like, knowledge? I just should have brought my horse. Roll an intelligence check. Uh, intelligent? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not the best. Seven. <clears throat> yeah, okay. So you spot these creatures uh, mounted a couple of miles away from you towards the northwest. Mm-hmm. And as you come out of the forest and spot those, the, the um, air around you seems to darken and a shadow falls across the land. And you look up to see there is an eclipse as the moon has passed in front of the sun. Oh, that is not a... Oh. And your quarry is... Is that a good sign? Of... Is that a bad sign? Tell me, Tempest! <laughs> a tumbleweed blows past in front of you. <laughs> Which is unusual for a forest. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite hard to see. Just... Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's so kind of damp and just kind of goes... I'm not sure if it's a tumbleweed or a hedgehog. <laughs> Doing I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not the brightest. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Sonic the Hedgehog reference. You see that the figures have actually approached uh, a couple of openings in the, the hills, um, and you suddenly remember from your knowledge of the lay of the land that there yeah. was a mine around this area somewhere. All right. A couple of them go into one entrance, and the others circle around. Yeah, it, so, to the so is it just. There's, there's only the three riding the. Um, the wargs or whatever kind of mounted. Yeah. Um, could, could I see the girl? Uh, what did you roll in your perception? It was pretty good. Yeah. 22. You do. You see draped over the back of one of the creatures a, a figure uh, in a white dress. All right. Uh, yeah. I'll just start charging uh, down towards in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess the boy, he, yeah, he, he can follow as well. Yeah. I'm you... like... You think about maybe telling him to stay and you look over your shoulder and you see that he's running behind you about 20 feet behind and the dog's following along after. Yeah. Meanwhile, Brackeye, Snatch, Alan, and Ariki's <laughs> song have just witnessed Bruval being, uh, suffering some kind of horrible transformation at the hands of this uh, hobgoblin cleric or sorcerer or whatever he looks to be and he's uh, just slit the throat of the young girl, Emily, who was Bruval's daughter. And he's taken the other two daughters through this strange portal and they've all disappeared, leaving the three of uh, the four of you 
standing in this large cavern as the sun is eclipsed by the moon above you. Can you all roll perception checks, please? <coughs> Are there still like shit tons of goblins in No, so they, they're about, there were five, four or five looking through the corpses of the children and then there were ten chanting uh, the booyah, booyah, booyah and then the spell was cast. Mm. So they've all, they've all just disappeared. Okay. Uh, and Brackeye, as that happens, the spell that was holding you in place dissipates and you're able to move again. Snatch has his crossbow out behind you and sort of looks up at you and you all look at each other. Roll perception checks. What did you get? I, I rolled a, a three and I got a six. Uh, sorry, uh, five. Five? Eleven. Eleven. Seven. Okay. Broke I had cramp. Yeah. <laughs> cramp. Cramp in the arm knee. Uh, <laughs> Snatch says, did you hear that? Did you hear that? And then you guys all look around at each other and you didn't hear anything but you feel a rumbling in the ground and the cavern starts to shake and then the faint echo of screams come down the corridor from where you came and you hear this heavy grating uh, and a rumbling and bits of like pebble and rocks are starting to fall down from the roof above you. What do you want to do? Uh, Time to go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's leave, friends! And as you as you say that, you hear this almighty kind of crack and a big slab of rock falls from above you and plummets to the ground. Can you roll a dexterity save, Brackeye? Oh. Well... What are you rolling for, Jenny? Oh, yeah, I have You just want to get those ones out of the way. Yeah, that was a one, by the way. I have daisy sense, so I get an advantage. Excellent. Good. Yes! 17. Nice. Cool. This huge slab of rock smashes into the ground right where you and Snatch were just standing, and you both tumble out of the way and just start legging it towards the corridor that you guys came down. Everyone's running? Running. Yeah? Yep. Great. Yeah. So you turn around and you run up the corridor the way you came, uh, and as the cabin begins to collapse around you, you head in uh, to where the prisoners were. Yep. Yeah, you head into where the prisoners were, and the corridor that you had sent the prisoners up, there's dust and rock billowing out of there, and you can't actually see what's happening up that way. Then there was another pathway leading off to the left. So you guys. What do you want to do? There must be another way out. Yeah. It's got to be another way out. Let's go. There is. Straight down that pathway. Yeah, let's uh, go that way. Can you all roll <laughs> dexterity checks for me? Oh my god. Um, or way out or just, you know. You get advantage, don't you, on that? For your, um, your de- is it, danger is it, sense. Is it, a, is it a save? Yes, it is. Sorry, it's a oh, save. Okay. 12. Yes, I do then. 12. 12. Nice. No, still um, 12sies. Yeah. Still, still uh, 10. Okay. Uh, so as you guys make your way down, the only pathway that seems to be available to you, uh, large boulders and chunks of rock start falling from the, the roof, and you all actually get clipped by rocks that fall. Um, uh, Brackeye, you, your ankle gets hit by a large boulder, and Aylan, uh, you get a pretty... Leg rest. Yeah, on the leg wrist. Aylan, <laughs> <laughs> you get a pretty sizable rock, just like bounces off the top of your head and dazes you momentarily, but you keep running. Oh, not the money maker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ariki's song, you also uh, uh, cop a rock to the face. <laughs> and your nose starts bleeding. Uh, you all take two points of damage. But you sprint up this corridor as quickly as you can, uh, and you hear screams 
uh, echoing down from this tunnel and the roof is shaking. Uh, Run faster. Thandor, as you are running closer uh, and closing the gap towards your quarry, you see one of the entrances seems to collapse in on itself and rock and rubble kind of go puff out in a big explosion. And moments later, as you're running uh, at the other entrance, the eastern side, about 20 or so humanoid figures come spilling out into this bowl-like depression um, that sits outside the, the mine exit. And, and the figures uh, that are mounted kind of surround them and start harrying them. And you run closer and closer and keep running. You're still about 100 feet Yeah, I'm charging, I'm charging straight for those goblins. Yeah, great. Shoot up. So the rest of you, you just sprint out uh, up upward slope and you can feel the ground shaking around you as you do and you emerge into the, uh, the kind of slightly darkened light of the eclipse and the tunnel opens into a large, roughly circular, bowl-shaped depression which is about 15 feet deep and about 80 feet across all the way around. So you've come out on the east side of the mine, so on the far side from you where you've come out, there's a small path that winds its way up the rocky wall. And the first thing you notice are the prisoners, uh, only about 20 of them in the middle of the floor of this bowl. And they're huddled near the middle with six of them kind of wielding these shoddy swords and scimitars that they'd looted from the goblins you killed inside. And they're being harried by two goblins that are mounted on wolves that ride past them and knock them over. And 80 feet away at the ridge, at the top of the little walkway, uh, is a goblin boss who wields a short bow and is taking shots at the villagers. Oh. And he sits astride this large, shaggy, kind of black-furred warg that has a malevolent intelligence just glowing from its red eyes. And the two goblins that are mounted uh, down inside the bowl ride past uh, and knock a few of the villagers to the ground. Can everybody please roll initiative? Yeah! Oh. What'd you get? Uh, initiative uh, six. That's all good. Fourteen. Fourteen. Eleven. Ten. I'm still a bit far away, you know. Still running a bit past. <laughs> yeah, just <sighs> running <sighs> through the fields. Let's try to figure out how many spells did I cast last? Yeah, week? exactly. I, 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 yeah, I think. Yeah, you guys haven't rested. Yeah, no one's rested. No, I think you've raged twice. I used vicious mockery. <laughs> you definitely raged twice, man. Yeah, because you raged three times actually. Cool. Yeah. Well, you said that you raged when when we were at the pit and you were pulling people out of the pit, but you raged two times uh, in combat, so you definitely have no rage left. Have I? Um, do you know if I've cured wounds? Uh, you did healing word. I did healing word on that girl. You did healing word, and you've cast vicious mockery twice, and yep. you cast that thunder spell. I think. Thunderclap. Uh, thunderclap. Thunder yeah, I did thunderclap. Okay. So, burning hands, and then two witch bolts, fire root. Yeah, that's burning hands. Right. Oh yeah, the shaka. Did you say I've done vicious shaka twice? Yeah. Thunder spells. Did you would have um, done witch bolt? Fucking yeah. <laughs> 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 assholes. <laughs> I've, I've um, I don't have any spells left. Yeah. No spells left. Uh, I've only got four at this level, I think. That's never um, gonna get old. Not even close. And that's like a cantrip or I, some shit, isn't it? It's a first level. No, it's actually, a really good I've one. gone yeah. beyond what I can actually do already. I only have three. 
Really? Okay. Whoa, this encounter, oh, this encounter suddenly became deadly. Dirty sting and chains a lot of us. Don't worry. Sandor shall save the day. We'll see At the end of the initiative <laughs> yeah, round. Yeah, when everyone's already <laughs> dead. Sandor yeah. will save your corpses. Uh, okay, so, Ariki, amazingly, with only an initiative of 14, you are at the highest of the initiative count. Excellent. Um, Is there trees lining the clearing? Uh, you can't see, so you've just come out of the, the tunnel. Uh, Portal. Yeah, it's a fa- it's a fairly kind of scrubby, oh, hilly. There's no there's no no trees, <laughs> so you're just in the kind of a depression. Come out of the shaft. Okay. You just come out of the shaft. Yeah. <laughs> and as you as you do as you run out of the tunnel and see all that, uh, you feel a force of wind behind you, and it, <laughs> as the bits of uh, dust. dust and rock kind of explode into your back, <laughs> ejaculate <laughs> out. <laughs> The shaft collapses. Yes, the shaft collapses in on itself with a. <laughs> no, it's it's not quite as floppy. Wait, floppy yeah. as that. <laughs> Sounds good. Yep. yep. All right. So um, Ricky, you're up. So uh, the, there's like blood streaming from my nose. Yeah, um, it's flowing pretty pretty freely. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm realizing that it's like um, it's going to be problematic. I like blow my nose in my hands and just rub it in just, just rub that into my hands yep and then um, draw my sword because <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing else to do um, okay yeah excellent how can you provide inspiration or anything or you've done all that how many times per day charisma charisma three oh I can do three I've done that once I one for brackeye one for brackeye I could do it again you know what? You must have one left. I've got, at, say least, got one left. at least two. Yeah. No, at least one. So we'll just do one. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I as I draw my rapier, my my tail starts beating my drum. I'm just yeah, getting really into it, and I'm like, um, he's oh, awarding it randomly. Yeah. Um, I see across the clearing um, this human who can't see him yet. Can't see. I can't Sorry. see him yet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You actually, you guys sure are in just... the depression of the bowl, so you actually probably you can't really see beyond the ridge. Oh, so okay. yeah, you can kind of see Sorry. the walk up here. I'm, and I'm pretty sure it's silhouette. a sixty foot range. Could have been snatch. Oh yeah, snatch. I make the the drumming beat in the heart of snatch and give him a, a, an inspiration die. Ooh. Thanks, Ariki. Good song. You don't seem to mind getting blood and vomit and stuff all over your hands, do you? Yeah, no. Uh, great. It's so time. you <laughs> step forward, wipe all the gunk and stuff yeah. from your face, rub them yeah. together, pull out the rapier, beat the drum, and yeah. uh, Snatch finds it particularly yeah. inspiring. Yeah. Um, the I'm like, you're going to do good! <laughs> Snatch looks up. Yeah. Eyes widened. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Whoever that is. And then, can I still do stuff? I think I can, can't I? Or is that uh, like you a... can move. Yeah, I'll um, I'll run into the into the bowl. How far? Uh, I'll. So the villagers are probably about thirty feet in front of me. They're right in the middle of the bowl. Okay, I'll I'll run into where the villagers are and lend them my instruments and 
and you start handing out your instruments. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're expensive. Passing <laughs> 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 Yeah, we can all uh, sing. You can play the triangle. We, we can all we can all play these musical instruments together. We can get this going. Great. Yeah. So yeah, you run forward with the intent to protect and inspire yeah. the uh, the yeah, villagers. But I don't in actually the hand out my instruments. No, no, no you you hold on to them. So yeah. great. As you do that, the goblin boss fires his arrow at you as you run into the open. What's your armor class? Uh, my armor class is thirteen. Okay. Uh, so he, he lifts his short bow and takes aim down the site and he fires off an arrow, thuds into the rocky ground at your foot, narrowly missing your ankle. And uh, his warg kind of, he rears it up and goes back on two feet and snarls out its, uh, its mouth. And the other goblins ride by again at two of the villagers. One of the uh, villagers, an old man holding a sword, gets knocked to the ground and the other goblin rides past and slashes uh, right across the chest uh, of this young farmer uh, with blonde kind of sandy shoulder length hair and he gets gashed across the chest and cries out in pain. Brackeye. Drawing his mighty great sword, Brackeye readies himself on his two feet and just headlong charges directly beelining the goblins uh, on the on the wolf riders and trying to get himself between them and the villagers. Yeah, excellent. So as they ride by and attack, the end of their um, uh, their sprint on the wolves kind of takes them out to the side a little bit. So they're zigzagging and crossing from left to right as they wheel their wolves around. Mm-hmm. So as they just finish their attack and their ride by attack, they kind of crisscross over and are turning around and Great. you use that opportunity just to beeline in. Uh, I'd like to ready an action as well. Yeah? That if... Um, the one that's kind of on the left-hand side of me, it, when he comes back the other way, I'm already, if he gets within striking distance, I'm gonna try and knock his head off. Yeah, great. Yeah. So you sprint forward and you, you pull out your weapon and try to stand off to the side and slightly in front of the uh, petrified prisoners who are all looking pretty weak and pathetic behind you as the goblin wheels around his, his uh, wolf, uh, Alan. Um, as I watch Brackeye sprint off towards one side of the, the townsfolk and one of the goblins, mm-hmm. I want to turn and uh, fire off a ray of frost at the warg that the goblin is riding on the other side. Awesome. So, What's the range on that? Uh, 60 feet. So you'll have to move forward <laughs> a little bit further to do that. Okay, yeah, I want to move up to, to the townsfolk anyway. Okay, so great. Sort of be amongst them. You said they were 30 feet? About 30 feet away, yeah. Yeah, so I'll move up to the uh, to them if I can. Uh-huh. Um, so you stride forward, hair blowing in the wind and skin glowing and the look of righteousness in your eyes and you come up towards the, uh, the back of the group standing uh, just near Ariki's song, bringing you only about 50 feet away from the goblin boss up on the ridge and you cast your spell. Sorry, not the goblin boss, the, the goblin on the wolf. Oh, uh, sorry, I think it's the warg. Yeah, the, no, the no, one on sorry, the other side. I did say the warg, I meant uh, the, the goblin yeah. on the wolf. So the one on the right-hand side. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the one that Brackeye's not near. Yep. Um, and I want to try and hit the, the wolf with it. 13 to hit. That is exactly what you need. Yes. Alright, so he takes a D8 of cold damage. He takes Uh, one point of cold damage. (laughs) Um, But his speed is reduced by 10 feet until the start of my next turn. Feel the cold 
finger of Helm's justice. Oh. <laughs> it's just a little finger. Helm's icy pinky. His icy digit. <laughs> Is that a worm or a pinky? <laughs> You'll little, never know. This little sort of slightly unimpressive uh, wisp of frost comes spiralling out from your pinky and then fires out towards him uh, and still strikes it right in the uh, back of its uh, flank uh, as the goblin on the right is wheeling around and it stumbles down a little bit onto its back haunches as it spins around and you notice it's moving ever so slightly and there's a slight sheen of frost where your spell hit him. You actually have used another finger. <laughs> it's only after the fact that you realise. <laughs> Strength, I'll be able to use more fingers. It's practice. I see justice. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm gonna work on dilation, so. Just breathe into it. Yeah. <laughs> Snatch, um. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of hear Snatch's halfling uh, footfalls and he runs up behind you to try and hide Aelan and you hear him load a crossbow bolt in place and you just see this and this the uh, thunk of the crossbow firing and you actually see the crossbow bolt embed itself straight in the throat of the goblin riding the wolf that you just attacked and uh, blood sprays into the air and the goblin slumps in the uh, saddle of the wolf and he falls off the wolf. Nice shot, Snatch. Uh, Thank you. Thank thank you. That's not me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was inspired by Ariki's awesome song. Thanks, Ariki. Not my finger work. That was slightly impressive. Uh, Dextra's digital display. <laughs> okay. Dextra's digital display. Uh, what? That was my thing. Okay. <laughs> that was my bit. That was the bit The villagers with weapons are sort of standing there looking scared, holding them, not really looking like they know what to do, and they're just standing, waiting for the uh, other goblins to attack. Um, Thandor, you uh, can see this happening in the base of the Depression of the Bowl. Alright, sweet. Um, Yeah, Thandor, because he can see a fight's breaking out and can see the villagers, he's just going to double time rushing in. Um, how, How far away did you say that he was? Uh, about 50 feet. Yeah, 50 feet. Um, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to get into this fight. So I'm going to charge headlong uh, with my glaive outstretched. And I'm going to dash mm-hmm. as my action, which will allow me to go 60 feet. So I just uh, charge on in, and then I'm going to action surge, and I'm going to bring my glaive down on top of the um, goblin boss that's uh, riding atop the, the walk. Roll an attack. Action surge. Nice. Yeah. Um, For those playing at home, Danny, what would a glaive look like? Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's a long pole arm, so it's like a big staff, and then it's got mm-hmm. like a almost like a, a sword blade sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, of course I knew that. It's just for the idiot to listen. Yeah. <laughs> Please subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was like a big glove. It's a glaive! It's your accent, you're just running around with a big, like, armored glove, just yeah. slapping Absolutely. people. Yeah. A duel, sir! Back at, back at, I demand a duel. Challenge him to Best fighter ever. Yeah. Just slaps people with gauntlets. Or it's a glove on the end of a long pole that he just hits people with. 
gloves at dawn. <laughs> a glove reach weapon. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a glove on the end of a bubble. <laughs> I just said that. Yeah. So I'll cut it out to make it sound like you said the joke. No, no, no. no, 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 no it was better when you did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in terms of, because it is a, a reach weapon, yep. I've got 10 feet of reach. Yep. Can I still be at a distance to hitting the the guy riding or am I like in terms of height wise you know you only have to be 10 feet away from him he's not that far off the ground he's not that far off the ground yeah sweet so I'll just like kind of as I'm rushing up I'll stick to the inside like the left hand side of him and I'll just draw my um, glaive out wide and just rush past and close line yeah cool roll your attack Blame him. Blame him. Four. That's a seventeen. Seventeen to hit. That's a hit, mate. Roll damage. That's eight on that. So that's a ten. Ten points of slashing. Uh, you. Uh, did you yell out? Did you physically yell out, Tempest? You didn't, did you? Yes, I did. Great. So, yelling out to Tempest as you run in. Uh, hey, you... Tempest. <laughs> hey, Tempest. What's me? You charge in, uh, calling upon his might to grant you extra speed, and you dash in and just sprint, and you hold out your glaive to the side and just tear straight through the goblin's armour, and the blade actually sinks several inches straight through the goblin's flesh from yes. back to front. Uh, and he just screams out in pain and your blade emerges out the front of his body as you just run past and you kind of go down to one knee and uh, slam the butt of the glaive into the ground and stand up and kind of look over your shoulder at this thing ready for what it does and it kind of looks down in startled pain at its wound and at this attacker who's come up from behind it. He looks pretty badly hurt. Um, The name of Tempest! I should say he looks pretty badly hurt. Uh, and you just notice... a glaive through his navel. <laughs> <laughs> a glaive through his navel. Oh no! <laughs> uh, as you look back at him, you notice an arrow come whizzing past his ear, and you see Bex standing with this look of retribution on his face, standing there with a <laughs> with a beer in hand. <laughs> I just imagine a beer with a short bow and like legs and arms, like you know, just like. <laughs> Should have thought that name through. Uh, yeah, you see him, he's fired an arrow off, but he's missed, and his, his dog is standing faithfully at his side. His dog, dog. Bex, dog. always there for you. Mm. Bex, drink it now. There for you when you need it. Bex, like man's best friend, always there for you. Ariki's song. Back to you. Alcoholism. Is the wolf still alive? Yes, it is. The one that Alan hit? Yeah, and yeah, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably closest to that than. Uh, yes, you are. I think I'll I'm I run towards the goblin to my left with the wolf and with my my rapier drawn, and come in and um, sneeze blood all over them, because um, my nose is still bleeding quite heavily from the rock in my face yes, earlier. It was a pretty bad knock. It was a really bad knock. Yeah. Um, so, and um, and then attack. So, <laughs> yep. Um, maybe all in one go. Yeah, excellent. Well. Roll yeah. an attack. Um, Twelve uh, plus four. That's a hit. And 
Seven. Ooh. Plus two is ten, uh, nine. So, so are you hitting the goblin or the wolf? Oh, yeah, the goblin. Nice, man. <laughs> uh, you dash to your left past Brackeye and you draw your rapier backwards and you the blood... Uh, yeah, just, I breathe in and it goes... Yeah, you breathe it, it in. It goes in the wrong way and... Tingles up your nostril and you sneeze all over the goblin and the wolf as you kind of lunge forward yeah. and you just stab right into the goblin's heart. Oh. And uh, he's unable to defend against it and he curls over forwards and slumps in the saddle, uh, and unmoving. He's dead. Does he bless me? Does he go bless you? He, he tries to. He's just Yeah. It's his dying word. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he says it in Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't understand that, so I spit on him. <laughs> That's what I did to foreigners too. Uh, Probably yeah. deserved. Uh, Australian immigration. Been <laughs> <laughs> uh, touching that with a ten foot glaive. Uh, the wolf, in fear and in reaction, kind of leaps away and past. You, uh, Ariki's song towards you, Brackeye. You've ready an action, so you may take your attack. Well, I'm gonna take that attack for sure. 15 on the dice. Yeah, 15 That's on the dice are 20. Yeah. Nice one. Nine points of damage nice. on the wolf. Great. The wolf leaps uh, away from his master's attack at. Uh, Unthinkingly like into your path. Yeah, I was thinking making it like a Babe Ruth kind of cold shot. So like, points it out, slings the old sword over the shoulder, has like a practice kind of stretch or two, and then just <laughs> unloads. Yeah, you you see it happening almost. You envision it before it happens, and as the wolf leaps towards you, you swing through like a baseball hit with this sword and just cleave the top of the wolf's <laughs> head off from its snout, so oh its God. eyes and behind the ears, and it just goes. <laughs> Flipping up into the air. And lands on my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lands on a Riki's head like yeah. a hat. Yeah, as the on corpse. my horns. The horns go through it. <laughs> oh, God. You and talking wolf heads. Fuck me. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah and the, the wolf falls down dead. Brack eye. Yeah. Fresh new cat. Yeah. Fresh new cat. Excellent. <clears throat> now, just question... Because he's just readied his action in a new round, he's used that readied action from the last round. Do you still get one in your initial turn? turn yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. he still gets his normal turn. Cool. What's you your can... armor class, Tandor? Can I can I also like dip my hat to um, Brackeye? Tip of the old cap. Yeah. Uh, armor class this is still fifteen. You, you can yeah. also choose any time to just go on that still readied leaving. action. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> so yeah, armor class fifteen. The warg, the the goblin boss, uh, bleeding out quite profusely and in pain, nudges his warg forwards towards you, and, and the um, the warg snaps at your feet, and actually its its jaws sort of sink around your calf, and you take three points of damage. Just wait, did they move in towards me? Yes, they did. That's it. Provokes an attack of opportunity Take because it. I've got polearm mastery. Awesome. So with my ten foot hitting? reach, I'll go. Well, I'll go for the warg. Okay. So that's eleven plus four, fifteen. That hits. To hit, yes. Uh, 
so that's uh, six. So uh, yeah, as as it starts moving, I just go fuck you and just uh, swing my my glaive around my head and then just bring it down in a sweep like across its snout. Yeah, roll damage. Oh, sorry. How I did. Uh, I gave it uh, six six points of slashing. Great. So its jaws lock around your leg um, and, and cause that damage, but as it does, you're able to get your opportunity attack and you do exactly that, cursing the warg and slashing it right below its uh, on its snout, below its eyes, and you, you leave a deep gash and blood oozes out and it actually kind of sinks its teeth in a little bit harder and the goblin boss astride it has dropped his short bow and pulled out a scimitar and takes three attacks at you, but, uh, sorry, is it three? Two, two attacks, sorry, because they get uh, two attacks on scimitar. Second one at disadvantage. All of them miss. Yeah. Um, you're able to swiftly bring up your glaive and um, swipe and deflect the first blow, and then he comes, uh, thrusts at you with his second blow, and you just nimbly step back, and as you do that, you're able to dislodge your calf from the warg's jaws. Awesome. Uh, sorry, how much damage did I take on that uh, warg? Three points. Three points. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. That's okay. I missed that while I went. I got an attack of opportunity. Um, the wolf that has been frozen lunges in towards a villager and... Oh, 19. Lunges in towards the, uh, the young blonde-haired farmer with the slash across his chest and jaws clamp around his groin and rip out his... Uh, his genitals and the guy falls to the ground and there's a cold in the plow and yeah he just <laughs> tosses them up into well, the air was that the guy who's the guy it was totally the guy did the wolf just motorboat that guy <laughs> <laughs> totally the wolf motorboated the guy and uh, the guy falls down unconscious Bleeding out, big time. Um, I'm gonna stop that. Brackeye, it's your turn. Seeing the foray on the higher side of the ridge with the hobgoblin and the as yet unknown other human, human, Brackeye realizes that anyone you know who's got these as a common enemy is, for now anyway, close enough to an ally. Yep. So charges in and. Um, I'm gonna try and yeah, Bracco charges in and makes an attack on the hobgoblin. Uh, the goblin boss. Yeah, sorry, the goblin yeah, boss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So I'll roll to hit it. Uh, it's a fourteen. Fourteen to hit the goblin boss. Uh, you charge in and you try to leap up this pathway that winds its way up the fifteen feet, and you sl- the edge of the rock kind of slips a little bit from under your feet as you crest the edge, and you leap forward and thrust at him with your weapon and you just fall short just a little bit and you hit him but it glances off his armour not doing any damage but you are right there in the fray and he looks at you shitting himself metaphorically Alan, I'd like to push through the townspeople uh, so I can get a shot at the um, the cock biting wolf Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah I just push through them and then reach out and um You've tasted Helm's frosty pinky, now have the index finger! Ha <laughs> <laughs> Frosty digit, ray of frost. Oh, is that 19? Uh, that's a 13. 13. So, 20. Yeah, that hits. 
Yes, Whoa. the index works much better. Eight points of frost Eight damage. On a D8? Yes. Excellent. Uh, so you uh, wade forward, and as the, the wolf has motorboated the villager to the ground, <laughs> and all the other prisoners look really scared, and you wade forward uh, in protection, and, and as you do so, there's like a light that kind of emerges and splits from the sky uh, in front of you, and you are bathed in this golden light, and you hear your uh, spirit guide, uh, is it A. Andrew? A. Andrew. A. Andrew. Helm blesses you, my son. And as, as that happens, you're actually uh, infused with this awesome power of protection and your eyes glow and luminous wings spring from out the back of your, your body and you actually fly and float a little bit into the air as you shoot down this spell at the wolf and it just hits it straight in the middle of the head. And its head is completely encased with ice, and it goes and spits out the head. And well, it's it's still motorboating, but it just slows <laughs> down, like <laughs> falls to the ground. And bonus, your bits are already on ice. <laughs> <laughs> Much easier to reattach. <laughs> awesome. Santa's like, whoa, jeez, that was impressive. Uh, loads off another crossbow bolt and runs forward a little, firing up at the combat that's happening up on the ledge. No, that's a one. The uh, crossbow bolt thuds into the the edge of the. Uh... Do you get to re-roll. Yes, he does. Hey, I'm lucky. Real lucky. Uh, hey, that's a hit. <laughs> nice. Thanks for reminding me. Saved your tushies. Hey, look at this guy. Hey, calling out the rules. I know the rules. I know the rules. Hey, look at this guy. That's what he's doing. Hashtag Jack for DM. Hashtag Tony Levels. That's it. Snatch's crossbow bolt actually shoots up and under the warg's chest, and you just thuds in uh, and a bit of blood drips out onto the ground. Fired into the ledge and like took a deflection off a rock or something. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Missed the light. Yeah. Still hits it. Oh, that was lucky. <laughs> Thandor. Uh, awesome. I'm going to uh, spin my uh, glaive around my head, like kind of twirl it around above and I'm going to do one attack with the blade and then hit with the, the butt end of the Sure. Glaive as well. Against? Against the goblin boss. Yep, top. roll attack. Uh, so for the f- first attack... Whew, it's an 18 on the die. Um, 22 to hit. Mm-hmm. That's and a hit. I'll do just the second attack roll as well with the butt end. Oh, it's a 3. That's a 5 to hit. That doesn't hit. Oh, well, sorry, a 9. That doesn't hit. I'm, I'm not going to be able to not imagine you doing that as anything other than like a calisthenics person with one of, with one of those batons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like someone at the front of a barching band. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a baton. It's just a really, really long yeah. 10 foot baton. <laughs> that's awesome. We do have it a bard in the house. Great so. damage. Yeah, roll again. Uh, you want to roll on the table. Yeah, yeah. Ten. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's we a do. Ten with a plus two, so that's a uh, twelve points of slashing damage. Mate, that's enough to take him down. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to flesh out the description, or you want? Yeah. Uh, so I lift my uh, glaive up and look him, the goblin boss, dead in the eyes, and say to him that Tempest is calling your name. And I uh, spin it, and I try and hit with the butt end. Um, and he deflects it, against it. Yeah, and then I just. Sp- 
uh, spin it around above my head and it comes back. His uh, eyes just, widen as that happens. And just cuts straight um, across his, uh, like, into the temple area of his, of his head. And yeah, just... your blade wedges, like, a good two-thirds of the way into his skull and with the force of it, you drag him off in that direction, off the saddle, uh, onto the ground and just kind of spit on his remains. Uh, and... I wouldn't. I just. You know, I, no spitting. I, I okay. wouldn't spit. He, I don't want to put he spit died mouth, valiantly mate. in battle as a, okay. a follower of Tempest. Okay. No respect need to desecrate. That. Yeah. Well, mad respect. Yeah. Mad All respect. Right. <laughs> mad respect to the goblin. But you're boss. a little bitch. <laughs> My bitch. More of a courtesy spit kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> spit on command. I'd, I'd ask yeah. for permission first. <laughs> Oh, you like it? Yeah, no, that's fine. Sure thing. No problems whatsoever. Just let him do it without no, permission. Without permission. Yeah. Yeah. Without informed consent. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you hear the twang of a bow and the whistling of an arrow as Bex, the beer bottle, shoots, a, <laughs> shoots a, an arrow uh, from behind the combat and it wedges itself into the back right flank of the warg. And Ariki's song. Bex, hit the spot since 1902. Bex, <laughs> hit all the right spots. That was a cool, crisp shot, Bex. <laughs> uh, just to clarify, the um, the two, the warg and the um, goblin, the the other one that was running around here, also... They're dead, so the only two left are up the top. The, the um, goblin only boss. The warg. Oh, sorry, the warg is the only thing left yeah. alive. And it's right. looking pretty surrounded and quite hurt. Do you think I could run and attack it? Yep. Right, I'm gonna. Go- I, I, Ariki, just like really pumped at having a new cap, a new hat. <laughs> fresh, fresh new, new yeah, cap, fresh yeah. new hat. Um, it's like, oh, this is sweet, and runs directly at the warg, and with with the rapier above my head, and I just like start chanting. It's not magical or anything. It's just. It's just chanting. Oh, we are Celtic. <laughs> oh, we love the football. <laughs> We've got the the sword, and we shop you like that, and like this. And then, <laughs> 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 and, uh, shanty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and then I, I run in and attack. Uh, not very well. Good song though. Great uh, song. So for nine, and I imagine that does not hit. Sadly, it does not. You you are far too... As you're singing that song, it's improvised. You're like, yeah. oh, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Uh, and you, yeah, you, you run in and you take a swing and um, unfortunately you just miss the side of its face as it kind of ducks back and growls at you and you can see the fear in its eyes uh, and Brackeye... Uh, actually, yeah. Yeah, deciding to put this warg out of its misery or end the fight as quickly as possible. Brackeye attempts to hold it just above kind of where the head joins onto the body and then spins his <laughs> spins his sword, great sword around around his over his right shoulder and tries to just decapitate it. Wrong attack. Excellent. <laughs> the head to knee. <laughs> that is a sixteen. That hits. That is 12 points of damage. Nice. You step forward, clamping one rocky hand onto the uh, the neck of this creature, and you swing in a big overhead arc, and it just this, and you just decapitate this warg. Its head thumps onto the ground, a look of surprise infused in its eyes, and blood sprays out as the rest of its body falls limp. 
As I push it over, I just like to say, mm, good boy. <laughs> and you, uh, as you say that, uh, you all stop and look a moment. Sit, stay. <laughs> <laughs> good dog. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll rush up and help the girl that was on the back of the wall. Oh, Val. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll um, help her down off the off the warg. Great. So as the body of the warg tumbles onto the ground, and Brackeye's good dog, stay. And uh, Thandor, you rush forward and you pick up this girl in your arms and cradle her. And was she hiding in its pouch like a kangaroo? <laughs> <laughs> she was draped across the back of the saddle. Lucky, lucky uh, Bex didn't hit her with any of those arrows. Very lucky indeed. Uh, Bex, not for the underage. <laughs> Uh, and you Drink all responsibly. <laughs> you all stand momentarily in the aftermath of battle, barely a sweat, and you hear the villagers start to mumble and mutter, and they look at each other and look at the heroes that have saved them, and they're like, And that, my friends, is where we will end this episode. That was episode eight of Dice Paper Roll. We'll be back to see what happens to all our characters in episode nine. Thanks for listening. Am I still floating? You can. You are still <laughs> flying. Sick. I want to get this a workout, man. Like, do a do couple you, of victory laps. Yeah. <laughs> try and fly a bit. Put your shirt over your head. Just for one minute, though. Wait, 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 before you press stop. We'd just like to say a really quick thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please make sure you subscribe, rate us, and leave us a comment on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. If you have any comments or questions, feedback, we'd love to hear from you. You can email info at dicepaperroll.com, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can visit our website at dicepaperroll.com. Music for this episode is done by Emil. Production by Ben. Artwork by Jack. You'll find additional artwork for each episode on our website. And if you like Jack's work, be sure to check out more of it on Instagram at jkcrosbyfun. If you'd like to contribute to the podcast and to help us make it better, you can do so through Patreon. So, if you're feeling generous and you have a dollar or two to spare, just head to patreon.com forward slash dicepaperroll.